Well, you can um, sit back and relax. Zach and the squad will be back a little bit later. <clears throat> Thank you so much. One of the, um, one of the weird things uh, about being a communicator um, and, and uh, kind of being involved in church and getting up and talking about God on a regular basis uh, and I, uh, is, uh, I kind of picked up on this thing that I didn't notice for a while, but it's almost like people seem to think that people who get up on stage and who talk about God for a living almost like have a special connection to God. Like there's some button that, that people like me have and other people who do kind of what I do have that's this like telephone, this one-way thing where like Jesus kind of slides into our DMs and Jesus kind of like lets us know how to make every right decision in life and we, Jesus kind of gives us every single Bible answer when we're struggling. Uh, and as we're launching a brand new series tonight, and if you're not sure what a series is, don't worry, we'll catch you up to speed. But as we're launching a brand new series tonight, um, I thought it would be important to start as we talk about this In Sync series by letting you know that people who talk about Jesus or, or do this all the time do not have a special connection to God. There's no special, like, we don't have, like, another level up. There's not, like, some code when you kind of, like, become, like, a church leader and they're like, here's the secret code. You text this number and God will give you all the answers that you want. And, uh, and to kind of prove it, I thought I'd just share a time in my life where, where for me, uh, my relationship with God was anything but in sync. Uh, I would call it out of sync. Um, it was really, and, and for me, it kind of happened, I don't know if... Uh, why it happened this way, uh, but it really kind of just happened within a moment that happened uh, kind of, and this one event happened uh, one night, and it kind of had ramifications for a little while. Uh, at that point in time, I was dating my now wife, uh, Emma, and so she was one of the, the good, she was the good looking of the two hosts you saw up here earlier. Uh, and, and so, yeah, it took you a while. Um, and so I was dating Emma, and uh, I, it was a Saturday night, and we went to dinner, and we went to, to the movies. I don't even know what movie we saw. All I know is it was like a late screening. And, uh, and so it kind of finished like 11, 11.30, and I, I drove her home. She was living over at Stafford with some friends at that point in time. And I drove her over to Stafford, and we're kind of, um, I think we just pulled up at her place, or, or we kind of been sitting there chatting for a little bit. I don't really remember, but I do remember getting this text from my mum. And uh, it was like, you need to get home now, your dad's had a turn. And, and the, 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 like, the colour must have drained from my face like instantly, because Emma's like, what's wrong? I was like, I don't even remember saying it. I was like, we just need to get home now. Like, we need to get, get back to my place, because I was living with mum and dad. We need to get there now. And um, it was all kind of really confusing. I had no idea uh, what was going on. And so we're kind of racing um, by the speed limit, of course. Um, my wife would never exceed the, exceed the speed limit. Back to our place, we kind of pull up. And our driveway is kind of like one of those, uh, it's kind of a hill. And so we pulled up and there was an ambulance out front. And so we're like, we ran inside and, um, and my dad's on this stretcher bed. And I knew something wasn't right. I'm pretty sure he was hopped up on painkillers because my dad was just chatting away to everyone. Um, and for those of you who know my dad, he's like so quiet. He's just like a stone wall. And my dad's like chatting away to everyone. And I was like, something's not right here. Like something's... And then he just starts vomiting like everywhere, like vomiting into this bag. And then my brother who's there, my brother is like allergic to vomit. So he sees my dad vomiting and he's like, oh no. And like runs into another bathroom and like starts vomiting everywhere. Um, and then uh, I'm pretty sure my mom ended up jumping in the ambulance with my dad and, and going off to hospital. And the three of us, it was um, uh, me, Emma and my brother. And we're all sitting in the house and we're like kind of in shock. Like really, really kind of in shock. Like did not know what was going on. Because one minute everything was all right. And then all of a sudden, what we found was that dad went to get up in the night to get a drink of water and then just kind of passed out and just kind of had like a little bit of a, a seizure or some kind of fit. And we were like, what is going on? 
and uh, we, were, we were talking about it, like what the possibilities were, and we, we, we knew we, uh, he'd, had can he'd had cancer, and we're like, oh, but that, that's kind of clear, but maybe it's something like that. And so we're all, all sitting there kind of freaking out, and we're trying to kind of process it. And I remember um, the next day, like my dad's fine now, like there was, I don't, uh, we don't, I don't really know what was wrong, but he, uh, the paramedics were awesome, the doctors were awesome, he was checked out like the day later, and, and he's been fine um, ever since. But I remember, and I don't know why it was this event, I couldn't tell you why it was this event, but I just remember kind of going back to, um, I was working at a school the, at that point in time, going back to, um, to work um, on the Monday and then trying to tell people about Jesus and trying to say like, Jesus loves you, Jesus cares for you, Jesus has your best interests at heart. And in the back of my mind, I'm thinking to myself like, if that's true, then why did I see what I saw on the weekend? If that's true, why did I witness what I witnessed? Because Jesus, I saw something and it didn't feel like to me that you had like my dad's best interest at heart. Like it seemed like he was in, a, in, a, in trouble and you weren't really doing anything about it. And I remember like uh, Emma and I would like go down and we'd sit at like the waterfront and I would just like argue with her all the time. I'd be like, why is this happening? Why is this happening? Like explain it to me. And she's like, you, like, you know the answers. Like you're the dude who gives these answers to people. Like you, you should be able to answer it for yourself. And I was like, I just really feel disconnected. And so I just want to let you know that this whole sense of like feeling disconnected from God, whether, whether you have felt it maybe in an, an experience that caused it or maybe something happened throughout, uh, maybe you never felt connected to God or maybe you used to go to church and then time just passed and you just felt disconnected and like that there was a gap there, like you were out of sync. I want to let you know that that happens to everyone. That happens to every single person. That lives and that's why we're doing this series in sync because we want to talk about for the next three weeks you know what does it look like and what would it look like for your life to get in sync with God and just so we're all on the same page it's important to kind of define what we mean by in sync and in sync is just when things just work together like you got to put a little bit of attitude into it like when things just work together you know when you're playing taboo with those, and for those of you who don't know what Taboo is, you need to. It's just such an awesome game. It's that, it's that game where you kind of have a card and it's got a, a, a word at the top and it's got five words listed below it and you've got to try and get your partner to say the word at the top without saying one of the five. When things just work together, there are certain people that cannot be on the same Taboo team together because the word's something obscure like pineapple and they look at each other like, Tuesday, pineapple! And you're just like, what? Like, how did, What? Like, how is that? And they're like, we're just in sync, you know? Or there's, there's those people who are just like best friends, and maybe you've kind of been the third wheel to like the best friend crusade, and they're kind of sitting around, and they're like, we're hungry. Like, yeah, me too. And they just get in the car and start driving, and you're in the back seat with them, and you're like, um, where are we going? And they're like, as if you don't know. They're like, well, you guys never said. Like, yeah, but we know, because we're in sync. Or those, those friends where like that phone call kind of like comes through and you're hanging with them and it's like, mm, uh-huh, yep, nup, done. And you're like, oh, was that your boss? Like, are you in trouble? Like, no, 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 we just planned our weekend. What do you mean you just planned your weekend? There was like three words. Like, no, no, we're going up the coast and then we're going to go like have a bite to eat and then uh, we're going to go and catch up with another mate for coffee. And you're like, how did you get that from that? And it's because things are just, when things are in sync, they just work together. And it's really hard to, to describe it, but you know it when it's happening. And when things are not working, when things are out of sync, you know it as well. And so the question I kind of want to jump off, is, 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 uh, off with tonight is, have you ever tried to get in sync with God? Has there been a point in time in your life 
Maybe it was when you were thinking about, hey, what career you're going to study or what subjects you're going to pick. Maybe for you, it was, uh, maybe there was a, a difficult point in a relationship. Maybe uh, you were taking a job and you had to move interstate or something. Maybe for you, there was a, a moment in your life where you just experienced severe loss and all of a sudden your world got flipped on its head and, and you tried in that moment to begin to get in sync with God. Maybe you prayed to God or you wouldn't call it praying but you kind of just started talking to this God. Maybe you kind of started talking to friends who kind of you thought were church people or spiritual people and you're like, hey, I, something's not right. Like I just kind of, I want something more and I don't know how to put my finger on it but I kind of want to get in sync with God or maybe you didn't call it God, you just said something spiritual. Maybe for some of you, maybe for some of you, you never went to church but you just kind of went through a phase where you were like, I feel like, and you couldn't explain it, but you were like, I kind of want to connect with something more. And maybe you just started talking to this God that you didn't even believe existed and you weren't sure, but you're like, God, if you exist, like, it'd be really nice to know a little bit about you. And this was kind of like your attempt to get in sync with God. And, and I talk to, um, yeah, and I talk to so many Christians all the time who kind of get to this phase and they chat to me and they're like, hey, look, I, I just don't know how to get in sync with God. And one of our biggest challenges is that for all of us, like, we're not sure where to find the sync button, right? Because when it comes to your iPad, when it comes to your iPod, like, you know, when you start to see the, the memory kind of filling up on your Samsung Galaxy, if you're one of those people, we don't judge you, we love you. Um, just come over to the light at some point. Um, and, and you see, and, and you see, like the, the memory full. You think, "Oh my goodness, I got to get to a, a, a like a, a computer. I got to download some of the stuff on here, so I can, um, and then I can sync it, back it up, and then I've got more room to take more photos." Or maybe some of you use that thing. I still haven't figured it out the cloud. And so you're like, "I've got to hit the sync button to get it synced up into the cloud. Then I can get rid of some photos off my phone, so there's a little bit more room." The problem is, when it comes to God, we don't know where to find the sync button. We're like looking and we're trying to figure it out. We're like, what's the, what's the thing I do or the button I hit or the, the magic words I kind of say to feel connected to God? And so for a lot of us, we do what's supernatural um, for, for our generation. When we can't figure out how to get in sync, we go to Google, we go to Siri, or we go to our friends, right? Like, hey, Alexa, how do I get in sync with God? And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I don't want to suggest for a second that that's a bad thing. But the problem and the, the tension becomes when we, when we go on to and we start reading blogs and we start talking to our friends and we start asking them, hey, you're a spiritual person or you seem like you're in sync with God. Like, how did you do it? The problem with doing that is we assume that how our friends got in sync with God and how the people on YouTube and how the, how the people who wrote the blogs got in sync with God is going to be the same way that we get in sync with God. And I know, like, in, in my life, I've experienced that as, uh, as well. Like, I, knew, I grew up in a church, and I was like, uh, you know, when I was younger, I was kind of like, how do I get in sync with God? And I remember someone was like, well, um, you've got to pray. And I was like, okay, well, how long do you pray for every day? They're like, oh, an hour. And I was like, what? So I was like, okay, well, let's give this a crack. And I, like, closed my eyes, and I, like, tried to figure out like something to say because I'm thinking like, man, I've got to make an hour to get in sync with God. Like, how do I do it? Close my eyes. I'm like praying for what feels like ages. I open it and it's like being like 45 seconds. I'm like, oh my goodness, like this sucks. And maybe for you, you, you felt that same way where someone's like, hey, this is how you get in sync with God and you did it and you're like, 
if this one is what it means to get in sync with God, I don't know if I want to do it because it's not fun. It's not easy. It's hard. It's uncomfortable. It just, it just doesn't seem to work for me. And unfortunately, if you're in the room tonight and you've, you're a follower of Jesus and you've been around church for a while, one of the things that begins to happen when we struggle to find the sync button is we look for, to get in sync with God all together on a Sunday night or a Sunday morning or whenever you have church. And, and you'll hear Christians say things like, well, I didn't really get much out of that service today. And what they're really saying is, hey, I came to get in sync and I didn't get in sync. Like, I came to kind of get my jam and it didn't happen for me. Like, the music wasn't great. The communicator didn't really hit what I wanted. It wasn't deep enough. Like, Christians say all these weird things. And really what they're saying is, hey, I didn't get my fill in the hour that I needed my fill in. And here's the problem with that. If, if you're a Christian, pay attention to this. Because here's the problem with trying to sync up with God that way. If Sundays are all you do, Sundays are all you'll get. If you approach getting in sync with God and say, hey, I'm going to box it all into one hour, that's all you'll get. Because you're trying to take something that's supposed to be part of your life every single day and cram it into a space for an hour that was never designed to do that. And you were never designed to have everything synced up in one hour. And so if you come to this series and uh, you've been around church for a while and you kind of think that you know all the, the answers to how to kind of get in sync with God, I really want to challenge you with this series. Because I want to challenge you to kind of leave maybe some of the ideas that you have about syncing up with God at the door. Because there are so many conversations that I, that I have with, with Christians and they say, hey Chris, I feel out of sync and I'm just not sure how to kind of get in sync. One way I reckon I could get in sync is if the band played my favorite song every week. One way I think I could get in sync is if you talked about this thing that I really want to talk about every single week. If, you guys, if the communicators could do a series on the book of Revelations, that would hit me in the spot. It's only Christians that are laughing at that. Like, unchurched people are like, Revelations? Like, what is that? Like, don't worry. Um, and what I want you to do is I want you to begin to kind of leave maybe what you've kind of picked up or maybe what you've assumed or what you've superimposed about what it looks like to get in sync with God. I just want you to check it at the door for this series. And if you disagree with me, you can pick it back up in three weeks' time and carry on as if nothing ever happened. But I want something more for you. Because chances are the reason you feel out of sync with God is because you've got this approach that Sundays are all you do. And when Sundays are all you do, that's all you'll get. Now, if you're in the room tonight and uh, you wouldn't consider yourself a follower of Jesus, first of all, we're so glad that you're here. Um, we hope you come back and hang out with us um, for this series. And um, we hope you have a great time. Um, but if you're a follower, if you're a church person or a follower of Jesus and you bought someone, chances are you're sitting there thinking like, why did I bring him to this series? This is like the, this is like the, the one series that all he's talking to is church people. Well, I want to I say, if you're not a follower of Jesus, this series is for you as well. Because chances are, even if you're not a follower of Jesus, you've tried to connect or you've tried to get in sync with God in some way. And, and your definition of God might be different from what Christians define God as. Now, maybe, maybe you define God as like this, this um, impersonal life force. Maybe you kind of define God as just something that's more than the universe. Maybe, maybe you even believe in God or believe that God exists, but you don't know what that God looks like. 
And so you, you kind of have conversations with people and you talk to people because even though uh, not a lot of people are Christians in our culture, there are a lot of people who are spiritual, right? And so maybe you can fit into that category and, and you talk to people and, and one of the things maybe that you say or you've heard other people say is, well, this is what I think of God. This is kind of my concept of God. This is my idea of God. And I want to let you know that this series is for you as well because one of the challenges and one of the tensions that arises when we talk about God in abstract ways, when we talk about God as this concept with which our modern day spirituality does, it makes it really hard to connect. And here's why. Because it's difficult to connect on a personal level with an impersonal God. Sure, it's super easy to connect with a concept of God when life's going really, really well. Like when your relationships are on top, when you're doing well at work, when things are working at school, like it's really, really easy to kind of say, yeah, I kind of believe in God, like everything's awesome. But when your parents get a divorce or you're with the, the person that you thought was the one and they decide it's over, when your boss kind of pulls the rug underneath you and, and pulls that job out and you don't know where you're going to get the money to pay for rent, all of a sudden it becomes really, really difficult to connect with an impersonal God. Because an impersonal God doesn't care about your situation. And an impersonal God doesn't experience the, your life the same way that you experience it. And this is one of the challenging yet incredibly refreshing things about Christianity is Christianity does not talk about God as an impersonal, uh, as an impersonal concept. Christianity said God got personal. That God stepped into history in the form of a guy called Jesus. And because of that, we can know God on a personal level. So, how do we do that? What does that look like? And we're going to explore it throughout this series. But just for tonight, just for tonight, I want to paint a picture for you and explain what it could look like and, uh, and what someone who started a whole heap of churches painted a picture of what it looked like to actually be in sync with God. And I'm going to show you it in a second, but I just want to give you a little bit of context before I do, because I just wanted you to know right up front, I'm going to show you what this guy writes about what it looks like to be in sync with God, and you're going to go, no way, that's not possible. So just prepare yourself for that. But how he got to write this, and how he got to this point is, because this guy actually who wrote this was not someone who you would say was in sync with God for the majority of, the, of their life. In fact, if you looked at their life and you knew their history, you would know they were incredibly out of sync with God. Because their goal, their mission on earth, was to actually destroy Christians. To destroy the early church movement. And then all of a sudden, this person who, who we know throughout history as, as being called Paul, had an encounter with Jesus. And in an instant kind of flipped. And Paul began to start all these churches all around the Mediterranean Rim. And he started one in, uh, in modern-day Greece, in this, city, in this city called Thessalonica. And uh, in case you're uh, not really sure where Thessalonica is, um, here's modern-day Greece. And Thessalonica is right in this little area up here, just in, case, uh, just in case you love your geography. So Thessalonica was up in this little area, and this guy called Paul goes there and starts this church. And he's not there very, very long because some people hear about the fact that he's there, and they are not happy. And so they incite a riot. And at the top of the names of the kill list on the riot is Paul. And so Paul flees, Macedon uh, flees uh, Macedonia, is the area where 
the church Thessalonica is in. So Paul runs away from Thessalonica, he flees, he goes to start another church somewhere, but he leaves the Thessalonians in charge of the leadership of that place. And because he can't, this all happened so suddenly, he, he didn't have the opportunity to tell them what it looked like to get in sync with God and what it actually looked like to be a follower of Jesus. And so some time passed and he heard some reports and, um, about what was happening in, uh, in that city and so he wrote a letter back to them. And he wrote a letter back to them and he, and he explained in a lot of detail throughout that letter, hey, this is how you get in sync with God and this is what it looks like. And this is what Paul wrote. Remember, this is the part you're going to be like, that's not actually possible. This is what Paul said it looks like to be in sync with God. He said, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Pretty easy, hey? Paul says, if you're a follower of Jesus, you should be rejoicing all the time. You should be praying all the time and you should be giving thanks in all circumstances. And if you want to push back against me, Paul would say, this is what Jesus wants for you. Now, chances are you look at that straight away and you're like, uh-uh, that's not happening. This is the big one when I look at it. I'm like, ain't nobody got time to pray all day? Like, when are, when are we going to like go to work? When are we going to drink coffee? That's like the first thing that actually goes through my head. Like, when am I going to have time to drink coffee? I got to multitask. I can't do that. Like, when are we going to go to the gym? When are we going to live our lives if we're constantly praying? But here's what Paul means if we, if we understand this context. When, when we think this whole idea of rejoice, usually what we think of is this idea of just be happy. Just be happy all the time. And Paul isn't here talking about a feeling. Paul is talking about a state of being. He says, when you're a follower of Jesus... What it looks like to be in sync with God is that you are joyful all the time. It doesn't mean you don't get sad. It doesn't mean you don't get upset. But it means that your state of living is a state of joy constantly. Because joy is not dependent on outside circumstances. Happiness is dependent on whether you've had a good day or a bad day. You might get upset or sad if you have a bad day or things happen. He said, but joy is something that can, that can filter through even an unhappy situation. And then the next thing he says, pray continually. And the reason that I push back against this and I struggle with it, and maybe you do too, is because our idea of prayer and praying is often someone who's like kneeled down with their eyes closed like this. And they're just like sitting there the whole time. Maybe they're in silence, maybe they're talking. But, but that's our idea of praying. But Paul didn't, Paul didn't mean it in this way. Paul said, if you're a follower of Jesus, the way you should live your life is always doing it with God in mind. In other words... When you're having a conversation, that difficult conversation with your boss, you should do it as if, you're, as if God is in the room. You should do it as if God is present and you're actually representing God. When you interact with your, um, for me, your barista on a daily basis, like you, should, you should do so in a way that acts as if God is with you. You know, when you're going about work or when you're going to school, really what Paul is saying is all of your life should be connected to God in such a way that it's almost as if you're praying all the time. That it's so connected to God that it's almost as if you're praying. And then this is the last thing he says, and give thanks in all circumstances. Give thanks in all circumstances. And what's, what's crazy is, is we kind of we read that, right? And in our culture we think, oh, but what if someone like slides into my DMs and says something mean? You know, like what if I go on a reality TV show and then someone just kind of starts slamming with hate comments all the time? 
What do I do then? Like, how can I give thanks in that circumstance? And Paul says, no, 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 you're missing the point. Because if you're synced up with God, then what you begin to realize is that the life that you live now is actually lived in the context, not of this life, but of eternity. And if you really believe that, that, that God made himself known, that God became personal, that God gave his life for you to give you more life, not just in this life, but eternally, he said, then you recognize that what happens in this life is really inconsequential in light of eternity. And so you can give thanks in all circumstances because you know this is not the end. You know there's more coming. There's, there's a bigger part to this story that's about to play out. And so the way that Paul kind of talks about it is very, very different to what we think and what we would have in mind. And to kind of help you see that, I've, got, um, I've got, actually got our not-so-good-looking host to come up and give, us, give me a hand. I'm, so, I'm just kidding People have actually often, it's kind of a sledge on myself because people have actually often mistaken us as being brothers. So in case you come, yeah, it's, I, I just picked you because I thought you had muscles, Jim. Yeah, just pop it on there for me, mate. Thanks so much. And one, one of the challenges for us when it comes to living a life like this and getting in sync with God, gosh, you've got big muscles. Yeah, geez, they're good, hey. You have to give me your diet plan later. I can get in sync with that. <laughs> So we have this thing in our lives and so it's time and time kind of just goes on and on and on and on. And then let's, let's imagine that, that you and I kind of have a frequency and we'll, we'll explain what that is in a little bit, but let's like have a, a, a frequency, you know, you're created unique, I'm created unique um, and so we are created with this unique frequency that is kind of unique, uh, that kind of is uh, intrinsic to us and is special to us and let's go voltage cherry for this one. And when it comes to connecting with God, really the best idea in life is to just sort of stay on our frequency, to stay in the unique lane that God has kind of created us and, and made us in. But often what happens is we kind of have these ups and these lows and we kind of go through and really because it's no one's fault, it's just that we don't know how to get in sync with God. And so we have moments in time like here and here and here where all of a sudden, the way we're living our life matches up with the frequency that God has created in, uh, in us. And in those moments, maybe if you're a follower of Jesus, you, you, or even if you're not a follower of Jesus, you can say, hey, I really kind of experienced God. Or I really felt God in those moments. It felt almost like we were in sync. And, and over the course of this series, what we want to do is try and line up the way you live with your frequency. And when you do that, that's when you begin to experience and see some of the things that Paul was talking about. When you line up your, the way you live with the way that God has wired you, then you can rejoice always. You can pray continually. And you can give thanks in all circumstances. Thank you so much. No, I appreciate you. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, give him a hand, hey. Doesn't he carry that board well? He carries it so well. And so tonight... As I said, we ju I just kind of wanted to start this series and get us moving in the right direction and help us begin to get a picture of what it would look like. And so as, as you leave here tonight, uh, we have this thing at Beyond, it's called a Four Monday. Uh, and the reason we have this Four Monday is because uh, we believe that if you come and spend some time with us, whether you're a follower of Jesus or not, it should make your life better and it should make you better at life. And so what I want you to do this week as you kind of step out these doors, I want you to 
to, um, in, to realize that in order to get in sync with God, you need to consider God's customized creation. Customized. Which means, while there may be some things that are important in the way that we connect with God, each of us are unique. And so here's what I want you to do this week. This week's Four Monday is this. Firstly, I want you to discover your personality. I want you to take some time. If you go on our Facebook and our Instagram, I've been told by our incredible social media team, if you go on Facebook and Instagram, um, after the service maybe, yeah, do it after the service, so it makes me feel a little bit better like you're listening to me. Um, after the service, you can take what we've um, put up there, we put an Enneagram quiz up there. And the Enneagram quiz, it's uh, kind of one of a, a whole heap of different personality quizzes, but it, it gives you nine different numbers, um, and it'll, uh, there's nine different options, it'll give you one. And the reason that we wanted you to, to take this specific quiz to discover your personality is because this quiz um, looks at what drives your behavior. In other words, not just what you do and how you go about relationships, but why do you go about relationships in that way? Why do you make decisions in that way? And so this personality quiz will kind of look a little bit below the surface for you. And then the second thing we want you to do is we want you to discover your pathway. And we're going to talk about um, this whole idea of discovering your pathway a little bit more in part three. But um, really what this kind of idea is that there's different ways that we connect with God. And some of you maybe you kind of felt, even if you wouldn't consider yourself a Christian, you just feel when you're in nature and you're sitting by, maybe like by a, by a stream or when you're out camping and you just look out at the trees and you see an incredible sunset, you're like, wow, there is something more to this world. There's something bigger going on behind the scenes. And maybe for you, that's, that's a pathway for you to connect with God. Maybe some of you, um, you're maybe a little bit like me and you're just like one of those people, you're just like a bookworm. You love like reading a whole heap and understanding all there is to understand about God. And you're just like, wow, that is like, that is, I really connect with God that way. Maybe that's your pathway. Maybe some of you are like, I just cannot do the whole reading thing, but I love helping out. I love just getting on board. Give me a job to do. Let me help. Um, maybe that's your pathway. And so this week, I kind of want you to just take a little bit of time. These will take you 20 minutes max, 20 minutes max to do these two. Discover your personality and discover your pathway and then come back next week. Because discovering how you're created provides a pathway for getting in sync. Now, just like we saw in that diagram, the problem is so often we're out of sync, but we actually don't know the path to, get, uh, to take to actually get more in sync with God. We actually don't know the steps in order, that we need to take in order to get there. So this week, what I want you to do is to begin that journey, to begin to discover your personality and discover your pathway. And hopefully by the end of the series, you'll be in sync with God. Let's pray. Jesus, um, when we look at what Paul had to write, it can, um, it can look really, really challenging to just kind of see, oh man, we've got to rejoice all the time, we've got to give thanks, we've got to pray all the time. That can seem really, really difficult. But Lord, the first step is just getting in sync. The first, the first step is really simple. It's just understanding who you created us to be and understanding how we can connect with you and maybe some of the ways that we're, we're designed to connect with you. And so, Lord, I pray that the people in this room and the people listening online, whether they're followers of Jesus, whether they're not or whether they've just got questions, that this week they would take a step to discovering just who you've created them to be and take a step to getting more in sync with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.